When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Beyond good. Beyond evil. Beyond your wildest imagination. Do the other one, Steve. The opposite of Batman. Oh, yes. <laughs> You're nothing but a boy in a play suit crying for mommy and daddy. People try to do Joker imitations and, like... There was someone on the Behind the Voice Actors website that tried to do a Joker imitation. Oh and my Steve, god, he was batshit horrible. Steve had to rip them a new one because it was so horrible. <laughs> I'm not claiming to be the best, but that this guy was just ass. And the only Joker that Steve really does is the Hamill version. He doesn't do the Heath or the or the Nicholson version. Look at me. I do. The- Look at me. Yes, I, I do the That's true Joker. Oh, wait, that's right. We have both Kermit the Frog here tonight, because Neil does a Kermit and Steve does a Kermit. That's awesome. Hi, ho, Kermit the Frog here. Wow, that's really good. (laughs) (laughs) Kermit the Frog here. (laughs) You little piggy. It's it's like like Whitmire versus Henson. (laughs) It's time to start the Muppet Show. Yay! That's that's definitely Whitmire. (laughs) You don't you don't have the same gentleness as Henson. <laughs> I mean, you know, honestly, it's in any purple, role, so. who can top the creators? I mean, yeah, that, that's a, that's like saying somebody's going to top uh, Hamill as the Joker. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. I know yeah, people uh, who still say, who still swear on the Caesar. Well, I mean, that's live action. That's completely different. I, I could go back and forth with with live action, but the the fact remains that there's only one that's still with us on the live action, and there've been many 
on the end. Oh, Neil, we forgot to mention the Sega CD Batman video game, Adventures of Batman and Robin video game, because it has some segments of animation that was never in any episodes. Oh, well. Wait, where were we supposed to mention this? Oh, he's, ta- he's talking about the video game episode we just... Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, what the hell? As, as, you know, Batman, you know, that he had an axe. Neil, you have the show image, right? Yes, I have the show image. Uh, knock it off. I want to make sure he has the show image at all. Uh, like I deleted it in the meantime. <laughs> nah. All right, let's get this show on the road. You can go whenever you're ready, Ben. All right. Oh, God, this this hurts still. Okay. <laughs> this can't hurt as much as Doomsday. But go ahead and start. Okay. Hello and welcome again to Animation Aficionados, crossing over once more with Tooncast Beyond. We are continuing our series going through the DC animated original movies. I am, of course, your host, Ben, and we're joined by my co-host, TV's Mr. Neil. I have summoned you here for a purpose. And we also have with us the host of Tooncast Beyond, TDFG1 Mike. Hello. And, and the co-creator of the GeekCast Radio Network, Steve Megatron. <laughs> yes. And tonight we're talking about uh, Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. Oh, come on. Be and excited. That, oh, this movie rocks. Well, let me, let, me, let, me start, let me start from the beginning. This is an adaptation of a graphic novel by Jeff Loeb, <laughs> drawn by Ed McGuinness. And... To put in perspective, I will give you an overview overview of what the graphic novel is. And I will just say that everything that's different from the graphic novel to the movie is Bruce Tim trying to make the graphic novel make sense. That's all the that's all the adaptation is, is Bruce Tim saying, Okay, this doesn't make sense. I have to write like in the margins, so this is why this happened. So basically what you're saying is as much as we love Bruce Tim, he loves to polish turds. Yes, this is this movie is literally Bruce Tim polishing the turd that is Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. And to 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 understand my distaste for the Superman, Batman, Public Enemies graphic novel is to understand that I think Superman, Batman as a series, as a comic series, is dumbing down of of icons because the original title that trade paperbacks and graphic novels were given when Superman and Batman teamed up in the 90s and the 80s and the 70s was World's Finest. Yep. And then afterwards, it became a descriptive title. Oh, it's just Superman, Batman. It's it's so dumbed down, stupid. And the the, the storyline in Public Enemies is the following in the graphic novel. Right. There's a kryptonite asteroid hanging towards Earth. Lex Luthor announces Superman's responsible somehow. And everyone believes him because he's the president. At what point do they send Bruce Willis up to take care of this? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bad Armageddon joke. (laughs) They did, but it wasn't wasn't ten times cooler than Armageddon, I swear. I just need a space rock. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so... What happens is Superman's now on the lam, and only Batman believes him. So they're teamed up together, trying to trying to figure out how what Lex Luthor is doing. And this culminates to a fight in Antarctica in in issue four. 
that I actually shared with Neil because I wanted to make sure that I had a witness to to verify what happens in this issue four of Superman Batman Public Enemies. Superman and Batman are, you know, Lex Luthor sends Hawkman and Captain Marvel to take in Superman and Batman. And in the fight, Superman says, castling like the chess move and throws Captain Marvel at Batman. And Batman drop kicks Captain Marvel into a mountain hard enough to make him fucking revert into Billy fucking Batson. Now, yeah. the animated movie <laughs> doesn't have that. No, Bruce Tim scribbled that out and wrote, Batman uses a missile. The animated movie makes the graphic novel just insignificant. The, the, the animated movie, for me, is, is way better. Uh, simply because of the fact that you have Tim Daly, Kevin Conroy, Clancy, Clancy Brown... You know, you have essentially because Wonder. I don't think Wonder Woman. I don't even. I think, no, she wasn't. She was. Yeah. Essentially, those three voice actors are the big three of DC animation when it comes to their respective characters, um, and that's really what sells the movie for me. Is is them what even the fact that I don't like the animation on Batman's model in this movie, Kevin Conroy still sells it. This to me, is a lot better for his voice to fit to the animation than Gotham Knight ever was. Hence why I, I didn't want to be on Gotham Knight. <laughs> because Gotham Knight, I watched it, and I immediately, because I I rented it, I never bothered to pick it up. Despite yep. it having Conroy and my liking him playing Batman, that movie was utter garbage. But... Yeah. I, I can see where uh, Tim Daly, Kevin Conroy, Clancy Brown fit their respective roles in this because they actually look like their their Justice League and uh, original series counterparts. Mm -hmm. uh, Amanda Waller is also played by the same actress CCA from Justice founder. League. Yeah, the only and I'm going to get this out of the way right now. Okay, I'm a fat guy. I don't care if people are fat, skinny, whatever else. I'm sorry. The animation style for this movie versus the comic book art versus what Amanda Waller looked like in Justice League Unlimited, that scene literally nearly made me puke. Yeah, it's the problem I have with this animation style is they're trying to Bruce Timothy Ed McGinnis's shitty artwork. And okay, I'm going to get a lot of emails. I don't care. Ed McGinnis is a shitty artist. <laughs> Wow. He, he he draws everything like like uh, he's doing a parody of Akira Toriyama doing Super Saiyan two. It, he's it's calling cool. you out, Ed. <laughs> uh, Ed knows Ed knows I don't like his work, but uh, but uh, let me let me let me finish the brief synopsis of the comic just really quickly because I'm almost well, done well, with we're it. We're here to talk about the movie. I know, but but yeah. to talk about the the movie, we have to talk about the the source material and how the source material differs. All right, so, all right. right. And right. and basically, what happens is Superman and Batman, you know, disguise themselves as Hawkman and Captain Marvel to show up at the White House to sort of give Lex Luthor a scare. Lex Luthor kisses Amanda Waller and injects himself with liquid kryptonite, which only years ago almost killed him. And to put on the the Silver Age green power armor suit to fight Superman once more, and and then they go to the Fortress of Solitude where they team up with Toy Man, where they uh, pay Toy Man to build a composite Superman robot, which is half Superman, half Batman, 
to destroy the asteroid, and Superman pays him with well, what what Toy Man in one of the comics was a date with Power Girl. And Superman's like, no, I can't do that. How about I give you an exact robot duplicate instead? Wow. And then, and then Toy Man just goes, I'm going to wreck this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then Captain Adam flies the robotic monstrosity towards the asteroid. And all through the flight there, he's not thinking, gee, I can't be as good as Superman Batman. I can't be as heroic as Superman Batman. I'll never be as great as them. Look at them. They're great. They're best of friends. I will never be that. All while he's flying to his doom. And then it gets destroyed. Everybody has a hearty laugh at the end. And that's how the graphic novel is. And I have to hand it to Bruce Tim. He did what I said. He made changes from the source material to make the story make fucking sense. He had the part in the beginning where, where Lex Luthor asked Superman to go on the mission in the space and he has, you know, Metallo disguised as an astronaut and like shows like hastily cut footage to make it look like Superman went crazy. You know, he had that, so all of a sudden all of a sudden it's a little bit more credible that all the heroes think Superman's turned bad now versus just Lex Luthor said so, which was in the graphic novel. Right, yeah. Yeah. No. And and like I said, instead of Batman drop kicking Captain Marvel into a mountain. No, he uses a missile. So that's again a little bit more credible. Now, when did this comic come out? Because I could swear that I speaking of that that giant robot, I could swear that I've seen this episode of Dexter's Laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm checking. It it was it was it was the early 2000s. It was a Oh, yeah, so 2003, was, 2003. So it wasn't it wasn't uh uh, Dexter's Lab referencing that it was more like the other way around. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's oh. and like like I said, it's it. When whenever Jeff Loeb writes Superman, he writes Superman as super duper creepy because he builds sex dolls and gives them to teenagers. Okay. That's just not right. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway. And like wow. I said, I, I'm giving Bruce Tim credit. I'm giving Bruce Tim credit that somebody up ahead probably told him, "Okay, we have to adapt Superman, Batman, Public Enemies into a, into a movie." But the thing that strikes me so much is every single change in the adaptation is him trying to make the story make sense. And yet, Batman still gets thrown around and crushed and knocked into walls and doesn't ever sustain any sort of injury. <laughs> Well, you know, the thing about this movie is, and the thing about any of these movies really, but this one specifically, and I think Bruce Tim said this, I don't remember, I think I remember hear, hearing him say this about adapting it, is that, as Ben said, you have to have it make sense for the main, like, okay, Superman, Batman, World's Finest, all that stuff, those comic books, comic book readers are going to be, you know, people who are invested like Ben, you know, in comic books. Those are the people that are going to read those books. But for a mainstream audience, you have to make the adaptation make sense. To be fair, the original graphic novel didn't make sense, even to a comic reader. Jeff Loeb is that shitty a writer. Right, right. But that is still overlooked versus, like, okay, if it doesn't make sense to comic book readers, it, that's kind of like, hey, here you go, here it is. Who cares if it makes sense? We don't care about our readers whatsoever. We reboot in 52 and blah, 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 all the friggin' time. But whereas, you know, these animated films, these direct-to-DVD animated films have to make sense, sort of. 
And, Some but I'm I'm still I'm still sorry. It's it's it, I, that's still just the funniest thing to me because I've never seen an adaptation happen before where the person who's adapting it is explicitly making the adaptation changes just to make the story make sense. I've never seen that before. Well, Bruce, Tim cares. Neil, what about you for thoughts on this one? Well, as I was getting into, the, I, I, this comes off as kind of like a Batman way. Because oh, there yeah. are plenty of times in this, in this movie that Batman, you know, he should have just been dead. <laughs> I mean, he, he was fighting, uh, I, always get, I always get the two mixed up. It was at Metallo. Yeah. Yeah, Metallo. he's fighting Metallo, and Metallo should have just killed him. Yeah. And somehow he survived. He used Superman as a as a shield to uh, block a thermite grenade, I think, or whatever the hell that was. And I'm just like, what the hell? This guy should be dead. He's just a normal guy. <laughs> they don't try to write an incredible... Well, the thing is this. Like I said, there's enough of the Jeff Loeb DNA in the story that it still doesn't quite make it there. But like I said, Bruce Tim probably... What this feels like is Bruce Timm should have been the editor-in-chief of DC Comics because that's what he's doing here. He's the editor. Although i got to call Bruce Timm out on one part because Bruce Timm put Batman in the uh, in the pilot seat at the end of the movie, and that should have killed Batman too. But you know what? At least they had the objection pod versus Captain Marvel thinking, gee, I could never be as great as Batman or Superman. All right. And I, and I, I honestly think putting Batman in the pilot seat... Of the monstrosity... Was a reference to the end of Justice, Justice League, League season two when he was piloting the Watchtower. Oh yeah, but like I said, it's at least they like made an ejection pod, you know, right? Which makes more sense than oh, by the way, this is a one way ticket, and uh, yeah, <laughs> Captain Marvel, Captain Adam, you go, you're not as popular as the as the title characters. Oh, <laughs> gee, you're right, and I'll just keep on thinking about how come that's true. And my only other point here is that. I got I got to bring up Power Girl because I'm. I'm oh, this Power, line I'm, sucked. Yeah, it, thing is, I know Power Girl's hair is supposed to be really short, but usually it has a little bit more volume than that. I mean, it's just kind of this weird. I don't know what you would call that. And hairstyling with the animation aficionados. No, yeah. it's not just that. It's her whole her whole body design just didn't have the. It just didn't have the power and the oomph in it. It was like it was it was like a character caricature of the oomph. Without the power, I mean, it's... Honestly, who really pays attention to Power Girl other than her boobs? That's what I mean. What we need is the uh, the Amanda Connor version stat. <laughs> well, what we need is the Call Me Poe version stat. Well, what about you, Steve? What are your thoughts on Public Enemies? Well, honestly, I'd have to say, um, other than uh, Under the Red Hood, I'd have to say this is my favorite next to that. Uh, just because you have the return of those specific voice actors. You have some of the Timverse type of animation to this, but not 100% that direction. It's more of a gritty version. Yeah, and you have tons of references as well. Oh, yeah, and and you have, like, damn near, you know, every hero or villain showing up, with the exceptions of, you know, some of the main Justice League members or, you know, the Joker and, and, and some of those other ones. But... Uh, you do have a lot of them showing up in here. And, it, you know, despite what you guys know about the comics of it, uh, I'd say that they did it really well with this uh, animated version. You know, I do have to praise it for one thing. It's a, uh, they didn't have, there was a, they basically gave a lot of 
there was a Supergirl character in the comics that wasn't any of the Supergirls you all know. I know that for sure because she was only around for like six months. Uh, Sorel, and mm-hmm. Sorel, by the way, was like was like Lois Lane and Superman's daughter from the future travel back in time. And oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And they basically gave a lot of power Power Girl a lot of her lines. Thank you, Bruce Tim. Oh wow! I mean, Power Girl was pretty much pointless other than to help move some of the dialogue along. Yeah, and, uh, and by the way, and by the way, this is this is Sorel, and yeah, like I said, I'm just glad that she didn't show up because that would have required more explaining. And yeah. her design was terrible. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> so Power Girl, aka Chloe Sullivan. Wow, I forgot all about that Allison Mack voice Power Girl. Well, if they would have given Power Girl that kind of hair, it might have looked better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'm, I'm kind of transitioning over to the voice actors because there's a couple in here. There's one particular in here that I didn't even re- it didn't even register with me. Um, we've had many Alfreds in animation over the years. Of course, Ephraim Zimblis Jr. is the main one that we know. But, um, yeah, Skeletor is Alfred. Wow, Alan Oppenheimer voiced Alfred in this. I did oh not God. know that. You know, he also voiced the butler in Big O. I have no not idea surprising. Okay, the Big O is... <laughs> it's an anime. Oh, okay. yeah, I, I don't do anime, so... Well, it's actually really funny because Big O is pretty much, uh, pretty much <laughs> an American well, I, product. It is pretty, yeah. Big O is pretty much like the Japanese trying to do Batman, but with a mecha, and uh, and the main character has a butler who. And it's kind of like, like Voltron. Alfred. It's kind of like Voltron, where the only people who really care about it are Americans. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. It, it was canceled in Japan, and Adult Swim paid for the second season. <laughs> <laughs> Adult Swim will pay for anything, um, except for since, your since, except for your DVDs. Well, Adult Swim will pay for anything, seeing as how they show a bunch of Family Guy reruns. Anyway, um, the other one that kind of really threw me, and I had to actually click on the link and look it up because they list Michael Goff as Hawkman and uh, Captain Cold, but it is not. The Michael Goff that played Alfred in uh, in Batman '89 and Returns and all that stuff—it's a different person. But every time I just see that name, it always makes me think of the live-action Alfred from the Batman movies. Oh, that's another thing. It's—I'm uh, trying to remember if this movie actually gave uh, Hawkman the goddamn Eye of Horus glove. Did it? I don't remember. Don't remember. Okay, in the comics, when, when Batman and Superman decided to switch opponents and Batman gave the kick that shouldn't have ever happened, Hawkman gave the punch that never should have happened, where Hawkman punched out Superman with a magic glove called the Eye of Horus. Wow. <laughs> That's. Wow. Yeah. That's... Uh... <laughs> Anyway. I, love, uh, I, don't know. I love this bit of trivia. At one point, Batman tells Superman it's your funeral, to which Superman replies he already had one. Obviously, he's referring uh, to the aftermath of his first battle with Doomsday. However, when I first heard that line, the first thing I thought of was... Uh, Hereafter? Yep. 
they've made so many references in this movie to Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, to the DCAU. That's the only thing that I can always think of when it comes to those little quips is that's the first thing I go to. Uh, and of course, uh, the box office for this, um, eight million, around eight million, and it was five hundred thirty-five thousand six hundred fifty-six units sold. So, this, I almost wish this would have made more money than Doomsday. <laughs> Why? Then you'll just encourage Jeff Loeb to write more shitty comics. But then Bruce Tim can always polish them. Yeah. <laughs> this wasn't. This wasn't. This wasn't a perfect polish. Let's be honest with each other here. Like, this wasn't a perfect polish. There was a much. There was too. There was enough of the Loeb DNA here to taint the product. So, you know, I'm not as invested. Well, actually, I'm not invested in the comics at all. So, my my perspective on this movie is not exactly what Ben's is. It's. I don't. I'm not saying that I really love this movie, but if I take it as a as a campy approach, I can appreciate it. Just. Be, and then all the all my comments about how Batman should have died will just kind of go away. Right. I mean, Toy Man was okay. Uh, well, he kept on he kept on he kept on mentioning Power Girl's boobs, well, badly drawn boobs at those. I'm sorry that her design was was not good in this. <laughs> it could have been better, but Steve, any other thoughts? Well, I wouldn't say that it's 100 percent perfect, but it's it's. Quite possibly one of the best out of all the animated ones, next to like you know the uh, Under the Red Hood and uh, the Justice League Crisis of Two Earths. Um, yeah, but I I think that being that you're from a comics perspective, that it it's not as good to you, whereas to me having little to no experience with modern uh, Batman comics, except for what I collected growing up and what little I've read now. I don't particularly pay too much attention to the comics or the writers or anything associated with it, whether it be good or bad. Uh, so that that's why, in my opinion, this movie is better than what you would probably rate it. Yeah. Um. So speaking of the rating, for the IGN replacement crew, Steve, we actually added a zero. And Neil, what is the zero? <laughs> the zero is find someone who owns this and punch them in the mouth. <laughs> That's hilarious. So that would Steve, be Gotham Knight for me. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's it's what we rated Gotham Knight. That's what we rated it on. <laughs> uh, Steve, zero to four, what do you give this? Uh, I give it a four. Neil? Um, you know what, I'll... What what was three again? Three is Netflix, but it's not actually on Netflix Instant. You can get it through DVD on Netflix, but there, it's not on the actual instant streaming anymore, which sucks. Mm. You know, what, I'll I'll give it a, a two. I mean, I can't quite recommend spending money on it, but you know, it, it's worth seeing. <laughs> ten dollars? You can't throw away ten dollars? Well, in this economy, who can? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen worse shit go for ten dollars. True. Yeah. Uh, ben, what about you? I'll give it a two because I think it's worth seeing. Just because, like I said, if you've read the graphic novel, you have to. I have to commend Bruce Tim for going out of his way to actually not do the graphic novel straight up and actually try to fix it. 
I have to give him credit for that because he could have gone straight up and just did a direct adaptation, but no, he cared enough to try to make the story make logical sense. So I had to give him credit to say, yes, you have to watch it. I would never spend money on it. <laughs> and as far as the home media, it was released on standard DVD and single and double disc editions along with high definition Blu-ray release. On September 29th, 2009, special features for the double disc edition include an inside look of Wonder Woman, Batman Gotham Knight, Justice League The New Frontier, and Green Lantern First Flight, DC Comics 2009 crossover event Blackest Night, two production featurettes, a sneak peek of Justice League Crisis on Two Earths, trailers for Green Lantern First Flight Fringe, for some strange reason, I don't know why there's a Fringe trailer, on a superhero DVD, and Batman Arkham Asylum digital copy download. Uh, two episodes of Superman the Animated Series picked by Bruce Timm. Uh, the Blu-ray edition has all the features of the double-disc standard definition release, including three additional Justice League episodes selected by Tim. Uh, so with that, I think we're going to take a break here on Tooncast Beyond. You're going to hear some ads, hopefully none with really, really horrible, horrible music, uh, stuff that we've already vetoed for ads. Tooncast will be back after these messages. The Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007, starting with the Webcomic Beacon, a topical webcomics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show. Also, the Webcomic Beacon Newscast recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, the ever-tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before webcomics, there was independent and self-published web-release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. Like animation? Come listen to Animation Aficionados. And if you disagree with us, you could be a guest on a future show. Available on iTunes, the Zoom Market, and AnimationAficionados.com. Welcome to my throne room, Future Tales. The Beast Unleashed podcast is over, not gone. You can hear more of this great podcast, discussing all the episodes of Beast Wars and Beast Machines on GeekCastRadio.com. We include voice actor and writer interviews with stellar hosting by Steve, Mike, and Michael. Head on over to iTunes or the net, or else I will send you my vehicles to extract your spark and destroy you. <laughs> yes. Tooncast is dedicated to the cartoons we grew up with. 100 episodes and more make up one of the GCRN's most popular podcasts. Join hosts TFG and Mike, Optimus Solo, Terra the Rising Star, and tons of guest hosts. We also have voice actor and writer interviews. Tune in to Tooncast as we look back on the cartoons that defined us as geeks. You can find Tooncast on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in. 
Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Greg. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one G.I. Joe podcast, What's On Joe Mind. That's right. It's Joe News, reviews, and special guests like you've never heard them before delivered right to your MP3 player. Think of it as Joe Talk meets Sports Talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right. Hey. We're just kidding, Chuck. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right. Hey. It's What's On Joe Mind. Every week on the GeekCast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. Can I say something about Transformers? No! You can now hear the GeekCast Radio Network while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher is a free news and talk mobile app available for your smartphone. And when you download Stitcher to hear GeekCast Radio, you'll have a chance to win money. Downloading is quick and easy. Just find Stitcher in the App Store. During registration, hit the promo code box and enter GeekCast Radio, all one word, to get automatically entered to win $100. The latest episodes of the shows will be waiting for you and your favorites. You'll get access to lots of other amazing shows, too. Always available to you on demand. No syncing. It's Stitcher Smart Radio. Don't forget to enter promo code GeekCast Radio when you register. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. I see a new episode of Tooncast coming this week. Yeah, that's Tooncast. So, Neil, final thoughts on Public Enemies? Um, not a complete train wreck. Actually, it's it's okay. I, uh, like I said, I, I'm not invested in the comics, so I can take it for what it is without without being tainted by the uh, the the source material. Yes. I particularly, I'm, I'm just now, because I didn't comment on it earlier, I really love Toy Man's line of, yeah, I made the robot back when I was big into superhero worship. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he made it back when he was big in Dexter's lab. God. Um, Get on my little motor, Tony. Overall, I really like this movie. This is one of my favorites out of the ones that we've done, out of the ones we've reviewed so far. Uh, this is high and above both Doomsday and Gotham Knight. What about you, Steve? Um, well, yeah, this is a hell of a lot higher than Doomsday or Gotham Knight. I mean, those are just the bottom of the barrel. That I wouldn't even, like, show those to anybody I know. I'd, <laughs> I'd have to agree. I'd have to punch them in the face and burn it, but... Um, no, uh, I would say that this one, Public Enemies, is, uh, I'll, I'll give it that it's not, not the greatest, and it's, it's got horrible source material. <laughs> Which I just showed them. Yes, yes. As, I've, as I've seen. But Bruce Timm did do a very good job making it into something that is uh, at least enjoyable and watchable for the general public that haven't been scarred permanently by the source material. And Ben? I give it two bat drop kicks into a mountain. <laughs> Thank you for joining us here on Tooncast Beyond and the Animation Aficionados crossover. There are so ways to get in contact with us to leave feedback for the show. Call Visit the, the website. Voice- what? Uh-oh. Call the voicemail. 
Shut up. I'm not even down there yet, damn it. Uh, Visit the websites, geekcastradio.com and animationaficionados.com. You can comment on each of our episode posts. Leave the show's feedback in iTunes. Please do this. Follow us on Twitter. Show name there is Tooncast Beyond. Uh, A aficionados for them. Minus TFG on Mike. Steve, what is your Twitter? SCP21. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash geekcast radio network and animation aficionados. Call the voicemail line. Tell us to show you leaving the message for and your name. 502-526-5821. Shut up, Steve. Join it. Shut up, Steve. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of Tooncast Beyond and animation aficionados. Wish you'll join us next time when we will be continuing the DC Universe animated movie spotlight with Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. For now, I am TFG1 Mike with... Steve Megatron Phillips. TV's Mr. Neal. And Ben the Host. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Goodbye. Good night. (laughs) You guys forgot your lines. What the hell? Parallel Earth. My world is similar to yours in many ways, but very different in others. Luthor's new Justice League is not to be underestimated. Supervillains rule the planet. We were systematically destroyed by a group of superpowered beings known as the Crime Syndicate. They have the same superpowers as the Justice League, but with an evil twist. Take them down. They're willing to kill. Get ready for an all-new animated original movie from DC Universe. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, and the rest of the Justice League. It's okay. We'll take it from here. In a battle against their criminal counterparts. I'm the baddest of the bad. Anybody who ever stood in my way is dead. Two Earths, two leagues, one epic battle. Justice League, Crisis on Two Earths. Nice place. Mr. President, I think I'm going to like it here. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.